welcome to MacCast, a podcast from the Department of Media and Communication at St. John Fisher College. I'm Dr. Lauren Vicker, welcoming you to a special edition of MacCast, celebrating the class of 2020. For this year's seniors, the COVID-19 outbreak brought an abrupt end to their final semester and their senior year. Many had to leave campus without saying goodbye to their friends and professors, and with so much uncertainty about their professional futures. But we are still so proud of all of our students and all they've accomplished, and we want to recognize them. During this year's Senior Week, as has been our tradition, we are releasing a series of mini-podcasts introducing you to our senior stars, our award winners. In this final episode, the Barbara Wheeler Schneider Award. This award recognizes outstanding contributions to the media and communications department and fellow students, an unselfish attitude evidenced in care for others, the willingness to become involved in department activities, and the ability to inspire others. It is named in memory of an alum, Barbara Wheeler Schneider, who died shortly after her graduation, but who was an outstanding presence in the program in its early days. And this year, the winner is Johairi de la Cruz. Johairi is an HEOP scholar, as well as a recipient of this year's James E. Seward Scholarship. She majored in both media and communications and English, and was the general manager of Cardinal Television. Johari could be found helping out and working on almost every student production during her hours working in the media center. During her time at Fisher, Johari completed internships at WXXI and HBH Enterprises and has worked on television shows such as Second Opinion and was an intern for American Idol. She was a frequent voice on MacCast, both as an interviewer as well as reporting on what's happening in the department. More importantly, Johari has served as a mentor to every student who came through the doors of CTV, whether or not they were communications majors or planned a career in film and television. Johari Dela Cruz, welcome back to MacCast. Thank you so much for having me. Well, and congratulations on being the winner of the Barbara Wheeler Snyder Award. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I didn't know Barb but I knew Gary Kuminelli, who was her advisor and her supervisor in the media center. And Gary always talked about how Barb was involved in everything, helping everyone. She couldn't do enough to help students with their projects, getting involved in multiple campus organizations, and just being a go-to person in the media center. And I think that describes you very well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so can you start at the very beginning and tell us a little bit about how you came to Fisher? Sure. So the way that I was introduced to St. John Fisher College was by a recruit that came to my school. His name was Jose Ramos. I don't know if you know of him. He works in the administration administration office. And he basically came to my school and talked about Fisher and how great of a community it was and how it would be a great opportunity because it was a smaller campus and you were able to not only get to know professors, but really be a part of a family. And then when I talked to my guidance counselor, she also said it was a really great opportunity. Um, there was a program called HOP um, Opportunity Program where students like myself can go and have a great experience. And previous students actually that graduate from my high school are HOP scholars as well. They're, they have surpassed me, they have already graduated, but she talked to them about it and she mm. talked to me about it. And so they invited me for an overnight stay after my interview. and. 
and I decided that Fisher was the right pick. And we should mention that you are not from the Rochester area. No, I am not. I am from Queens, New York. Uh, it was a little far away from home, but right. mm -hmm. I, I made the journey out there and I, I, I liked it and I liked the program and I liked the people that I met there. They made me feel really comfortable. They made me feel like I'm still home with them. So I just felt like it was the right pick with everything combined. Oh, very nice. Did you know right at the outset you wanted to be a communications major? Actually, no. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was undeclared for two for my first two years of college. Oh, wow. And But the funny thing was that I was taking all the communication courses. I was taking video storytelling and theory and research and all the introduction, introductory courses. And one day I was talking to Professor Sarakin and Professor Sedano and they're all telling me like, hey, Johari, you're taking all the courses. You're a communication major. You're just not declared. Why are you waiting? So I kept picking up communication courses and I started to love it. And then I just figured, why am I not declared? So then I finally did declare it after my second year. And how did you decide that you were going to declare a second major of English? I've always loved writing and reading and I've always wanted to strengthen my writing skills. And I knew that even though you at Fisher, you do take writing intensive courses with each major, I really wanted a course that was specific towards writing to help me figure out not only how to write as an efficient like, speaker and communicator, but also about grammar, about punctuation, about all the things that sometimes we forget um, when we kind of progress through college. So as soon as I declared my communication degree, I signed up right, in, right then and there for uh, English with the writing concentration. Oh, good for you. So when did you actually join Cardinal Television? Was that before you actually became a comm major? <laughs> well, almost in a way. Um, during the HOP program, all the students that are accepted have to go through a five-week summer intensive program. And there we learn about interviewing skills on top of taking a full course, um, five-class schedule. Mm -hmm. So we were uh, given a sheet of different work study sorry we were giving a list of different work study uh places on campus and i really liked the television station i thought it would be a really cool place to work so i did a mini mock interview with cecil felton and he told me that unfortunately they did not have any um spots for me to work there so i would just have to keep my eye open but as a student i started to get involved during my second year and then, funny enough, when I started getting involved more and other students were graduating, um, I got involved with CTV. And then also uh, Cecil offered me the position as production assistant. So I was able to do both at the same time. Oh, wow. Now, did you have any technical skills from high school or before you came to CTV or did you learn on the job? I definitely learned it on the job. Cecil was really great with teaching me about editing and camera work and lighting and how to work the floor and how to manage a production when I'm either by myself or doing a project for class or not class projects or something I would like to do. In my high school, before I came to Fisher, I had no technical skills. I did not learn any of that. I never even picked up a camera when I was in high school. So I, I learned all of it through Cecil when I started working um, at Cardinal Television, also taking film classes. 
And so what made you decide that you wanted to take on a leadership role with CTV? I mean, you already had a double major and a work-study job and involvement in other organizations on campus. Yeah, I didn't know I wanted a leadership position until I started working with a previous presidents and vice presidents. So when I started working there and I got really involved with the club, I really liked filming for the club. I loved the students that were there. I loved just helping out wherever I could. So I slowly built up my position as a secretary. I first started there and filling out emails and doing paperwork and things like that. And then um, slowly I progressed um, into vice president. And I didn't know that that was something I really wanted to do until I was offered the position. And then I realized that I wanted to try to do something different with CTV. I wanted to try to continue the legacy. I really wanted to be a part of that. So that's when I knew I was like, yeah, this is something I really wanted to do. And did you feel like you had some natural leadership skills? Were those things you needed to develop along the way? Um, I think it might have been a mix. I think that sometimes when I'm when I feel very confident in certain positions or when I'm doing whether it's in and out of the classroom, if I'm confident in something, I can definitely take on leadership positions. Um, but I think it was a mix of learning on the job, um, learning from like for example my assessor was Julian Winters so he taught me a lot and also Cecil taught me a lot about what it takes to be a leader on campus but also a president of a club that even though in comparison to like others like SGA or some or SAB they might be smaller but Mm -hmm. it takes a lot because a lot of communication students do like the club and like filming it so it was definitely Mm -hmm. on the job learning kind of experience. So how did you end up balancing all of those responsibilities then leading a big club that's very active and and really requires a lot of technical expertise but then also double majoring work study job all of that stuff how'd you balance everything sometimes i don't even know how (laughs) (laughs) um i definitely would say time management is really important you have to know when to do homework, when to separate your time. And so I made sure that I was dividing my time so that I was able to put the energy that those projects or those clubs or those classes deserved. I, you know, <laughs> I was at CTV, honestly, I was, uh, once I got involved in the club as a member, but also as um, a part of the e-board, I also really liked the environment. That was a place that I just stopped by and always said hi to CISO or whoever was there. I was pretty much at CTV all the time. Yeah, so you were. <laughs> I, was, I was there Monday to Friday whenever I could in between classes, during work, out of work, during non-office hours in the nighttime for film shoots and just anything. I was always there. So I think it helped a lot with juggling it because once something needed my attention or if there was something that just needed if somebody needed my help or if I needed to juggle a role a responsibility as a president I was right there so I could just do it on the spot so I think that was a a big contributor to my ability to balance (laughs) it was very nice always to stick your head in there and see you there especially if you had a question or you needed something and you know one of the things that really stood out to me was the time you helped my pharmacy students with their group project on the shingles virus just because you know they weren't communication students but 
they were new to this and you did a lot of work preparing them and getting them ready, giving them ideas, uh, recording. And so where did this um, spirit of hospitality and helping everyone, where, where did that come from? That's an amazing question. <laughs> um, I think that a lot of it I learned um, honestly at home here with my family, with my parents. My mom has always been a really hospitable person. Um, she always gives and she's always, she's kind of the exact same way. She always gives a lot of her time. She's always out doing something. She's always making care packages and sending them off or, you know, she's always there for a lot of people and her, her family and her coworkers. So I think a lot of that I learned from my mom and dad because they're both that kind of person. They're the kind of people that if you call, hey, I really need you to come and help me, they drop everything and go and do that. So I think a lot of it, I have to give credit to my mom and dad for teaching me that and for making that an important aspect of who I am. That's really, that is really nice to hear. And I know a lot of HEOP students turned to you when we got the notice that the campus was closing down, I guess as a senior and somebody who seems to be so involved on campus. So tell us about what happened. Well, at the time uh, we got back from spring break and I was in class when we were given the news that campus would be closing. And I'm, I'm good friends with a, a handful of HOP students, so and non-HOP students that are from New York City that I actually was in class with, and so my phone was just going off. It was buzzing, and I didn't pick it up because I was like, I'm in class. You're this in class, right? <laughs> and then my professor at the time, he said that because uh, we all found out together that he was ending class shortly because a lot of students expressed concern of not being able to have enough time to pack and leave. So we ended the class a little bit earlier and allowed us to go off and, you know, figure it out. And we had our final notes as a class. And so I just started answering all the text and the phone calls and basically everybody was saying, how are you getting home? If, uh, we can go together. Um, if you figure it out, tell me what way you're going. We can like, let me know how you're getting there. Are you flying? Are you taking a bus? Are you taking a plane? I mean, sorry, are you flying? You're taking a bus, are you taking a train? Are your parents coming? And so I was not prepared to answer that because I had no idea. I didn't know how I was going to get home. And so as soon as that finished, um, I talked to a friend that worked in the HOP office. And together we spread the word that HOP had a New York City bus for students that were both HOP and non-HOP. And so it was a really hard time for a lot of students, but I was happy to at least help be a part of sending that message. And we were able to get a lot of students um, both HOP and non-HOP on that list, so. And we should mention, you only had a couple of days before everybody had to be out of the residence hall. So it was really a big deal for students who lived so far away from campus. Yeah, plane, plane tickets and um, train tickets and bus tickets, depending, not everybody has the same luxury to just on the whim buy a plane ticket. So a lot of students that weren't able to buy a plane ticket within two days were really worried because some parents, they work seven days a week you know, 40 hours, 50 hours, 60 hours a week. So it was just a really stressful time. So I was really happy and thankful that HOP was able to work with Campus Life, I believe they worked with, to get a bus for free also, I might add, for free for students. Yeah, that, that was really terrific. So now you're, you've been at home now for quite a few weeks and you're kind of in the apex of the global pandemic in Queens and actually in the Corona neighborhood, is that correct? Yeah, my ironic. Queens, yeah, I live in Queens, but uh, I guess every place, Queens is a really big borough. Everything is broken up by 
named by city or towns. Mm-hmm. Um, so mine is, I live in Corona, New York. So that's wow. wow. So what's it like there? What's it been like for you? Um, I live in a really commercial area where I, like from my bedroom window, I can see the highway. I can see hundreds and hundreds of cars passing, people walking in and out from all different directions. And it's been kind of crazy to see how quickly everything has turned. They're in, a, in like 24 hours. All people are gone from the streets. There are barely any cars um, driving on the highway. It was very surreal. And that's when it started to settle that it was not just like, oh, this, I mean, I knew it was always real, but it was, you know, you, you felt it. It was more scary mm-hmm. at that point. And so um, it was very shocking to kind of see that. Um, but now there's more people coming out because of the mayor he and the governor made different rules for people to leave. But it was, it was definitely interesting to see and very surreal to see that because you can even see the grocery lines wrapping around the blocks. So it was, oh, it, wow. it took a toll on a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. So have you been able to make any plans going forward? As to uh, working? Your future? Your future? Uh, <laughs> um, as of right now, I am just perfecting my cover letter and resume. And now that I'm officially done with classes and homework and class responsibilities, I'm going to send it out and just hope for the best, try to prepare for interviews and if anyone is hiring or even doing internships or anything of that sort, I would love to do that. So I'm just going to try to send out as many applications as possible and see if if something picks up. Because I know it's a little bit different in these times because maybe not everything is opening up. So Right, right. And that. so much uncertainty about what's going to happen. So yeah. yes, yes. If you had any advice that you might give to students who are incoming to Fisher in the fall, uh, what what kind of things would you tell them? Oh, that's also an amazing question. <laughs> um, I think in general for students that are either returning or new to campus, um, to it's a time to get to know yourself. Um, it's a time to find out what you like to do, not only as a person, as an individual, but as a career. So take all the fun classes that you can, take all the things that interest you, join clubs, be a part of different organizations, be active on campus. That's one of the ways that people, you know, you make lifelong connections. And that's one of the best ways you get to know people, not only as a professional networking possibility, but as friendships. So I think a big thing is staying connected and being a part of campus and, you know, getting to understand everybody, especially after this global pandemic that's happening. Everyone from different backgrounds has different issues concerning this and how and they're all affected differently. So I think it's a great time to get to know everybody, get to know yourself and come back stronger and just go full force and graduate on time and do what you have to do. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Well, Johari De La Cruz, thank you so much for being on MacCast one more time and congratulations on the Barbara Wheeler Schneider Award. Thank you so much for having me and thank you so much for uh, to you and to the media communication department and to also the foundation and the other people that have been able to provide me the scholarship. Thank you so much. I wish I was there in person to thank you and to express my gratitude, but I really do from the bottom of my heart. I want to say thank you to everybody. I well, really we- Yes, and we wish you were here as well, but we really appreciate everything that you have put into your four years at Fisher, so thank you. MacCast is a production of the Department of Media and Communication at St. John Fisher College. 
listen on SoundCloud, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and like us on social media so others can find and enjoy these conversations. This is our final episode of the academic year. We hope you'll take the time to catch up on episodes you missed or revisit some old favorites. It's been a pleasure to talk to so many great guests from the Media and Comm Department, as well as other programs in the college this year. Special shout out to our producer, Jenna Ferrari. Jenna is a first year student and not even a communications major, and yet she was able to step into the role, do some serious troubleshooting, and able to produce from home during the quarantine without missing a beat. Thank you, thank you, Jenna. I also want to thank Johari Dela Cruz again for always being there to step in when I needed help or just a voice for what's happening. Cecil Felton is the best executive producer we could ask for, even stepping in to produce several episodes while our search for Jenna was underway. Cecil's calm persistence helped to fix our audio problems while I was panicking in the writing center. Our original theme music was composed and performed by Dr. Joseph Lopicaro, now in a teaching position at the University of Rochester. Jordan Proietti designed our logo and is now a successful entrepreneur with his own photography and design business. Special thanks to all our great alums. I'm Lauren Vicker. Please stay well, everyone, and thanks for joining us on MacCast. <laughs>